0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Thursday, the world is going to explode. So make sure you get all your bucket list things done by Wednesday. Because on Thursday, not only... is uh Dr. Christine Blasey Ford going to testify in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee if indeed it happens. Oh, don't think that I'm somehow convinced um that it's going to happen. No, 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 no. I don't I'm not buying. But also that day President Trump is going to meet with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to discuss his future. Huh. well that's that's just perfect. I mean that's just world class i mean what 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 could possibly possibly go wrong from there? I'm Tony Katz, the phone number eight three three got tony eight three three four six eight eight six six nine where where to begin? I think we'll start with Rod Rosenstein because it all broke today um where Rod Rosenstein was rumored to resign. No, 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 he was going to be fired. No, he verbally resigned to Chief of Staff John Kelly. No, wait, nothing happened yet. It was all just a lot of speculation. Fast and furious reports from Axios and others. But we spoke with Ed Henry of Fox News, who let us know that, listen, there's been a resignation put in, uh, hasn't, hasn't happened. If someone's been fired, we haven't been told. What we know is that there's certainly a conversation, and what we know is that a lot of people are anticipating it. Well, Sarah Huckabee Sanders put out a statement saying that the two are going to meet on Thursday. Now, here's why. Reported last week was a story from the from the New York Times regarding a wire in the 25th amendment and immediately you're like oh holy holy hell what is what is this all about well as the new york times tells the story supposedly rosenstein once joked or seriously said that he would wear a wire in conversations and in meetings with the president so those recordings can be played back for cabinet members so they can invoke the 25th Amendment and remove him from office. Rosenstein says that didn't happen. I think he tried to play it off as a joke. The person who wrote the article like, like, oh, yeah, it wasn't a joke. They were, they were serious. So this is what has precipitated this idea of a meeting and, and a firing. Henry, Ed Henry said something kind of interesting. Ed Henry said, listen... We don't know where the story came from. There was rumors that it came from Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe, the former FBI guy, may be putting the story out there to get Trump riled up, to fire Rosenstein, to therefore give Democrats more of an opening, to see he's not serious about investigations, he's not serious about this, not serious about that, vote for us, etc. Andrew McCabe has since put out a statement saying it wasn't him. I, I wouldn't believe Andrew McCabe as far as I could throw the man, former FBI guy. A a liar, a known liar, would not trust him at all and in any way. So right now, all we have is that the president and the, uh, the deputy attorney general, they are going to meet on Thursday. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, here is the statement. At the request of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, he and President Trump had an extended conversation to discuss the recent news stories. Because the president is at the United Nations General Assembly and has a full schedule with leaders from around the world, they will meet on Thursday when the president returns to Washington, D.C. On Thursday is the day that Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who has accused Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh ...of sexual misconduct when they were both teenagers. That's the day she testifies in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Yeah, just a simple day in D.C. Ain't nothing new. Nothing special going on. Super easy. It is going to be insanity. Just the parking alone. It's going to be insanity. Now, with Blasey Ford, there was was a development uh, over the weekend... And the development was was Leland Kaiser. And Leland Kaiser is a woman, a lifelong friend of Blasey Ford, who Ford says was one of the four other people at the alleged party where Kavanaugh tried to grope her and put his hand over her mouth. Kavanaugh has said not only did this not happen, I wasn't even there, and has now provided calendars to his life from 1982, showing that he was away with family. I, I don't know where he got the calendars from. I don't think I don't think my family has kept the Ziggy calendar I had in the early 80s. He's got calendars. Well, this woman Leland Kaiser, just like Mark Judge, and just got like this other guy Patrick Smith, uh, who said I, I wasn't I wasn't even there. I wasn't, I was not, not even sure what, what Ford is talking about. Kaiser, who is a friend, said, uh, I have never been at an event, I have never met Kavanaugh, I've never been at an event with him, with or without Dr. Ford. Which is to say, I ain't got no connection to this, leave me be. Which means the allegation against Judge Kavanaugh is highly suspect. Intensely and amazingly suspect. Bring in the New Yorker and Ronan Farrow and oh, Jane. I don't, I don't know her name. I don't know the, the other woman's name right now. Meyer? I think it's Mayer. They wrote an article where a woman by the name of Deborah Ramirez claims that when she was at Yale, Fred uh, Kavanaugh showed her his penis. She didn't even ask for it. Supposedly it was a party and uh, she was laying down and then he just you know, took off his pants and showed his penis and pulled his pants back up. The problem is she doesn't quite remember it that way. She heard somebody else say it was Brett Kavanaugh and then supposedly turned and saw Brett Kavanaugh pulling up his pants. She admits to memory gaps. She admits to being drunk. Other people say, I was dearest friends with this woman, Deborah Ramirez, and she never brought it up to me. She also says that she wasn't going to come forward, but then, you know, Brett Kavanaugh might get to decide decisions for women's rights, proving that it's political. Also, Ronan Farrow admitting that Democrats went out and found her. She did not go looking to tell her story. I believe that the New Yorker piece is total bunk. I believe it is a setup from beginning to end. I do not believe that rational people believe it. I don't believe they do. I think they know they're getting screwed. They know they're being lied to. They know they're being set up. With Blasey Ford, I believe she believes something happened. She believes something happened. She just doesn't have the story. With uh, Ramirez, this New Yorker piece, this Ronan Farrow piece. Ronan Farrow, I thought he was trying to make a name for himself. I thought he was doing actual reporting. What, was he trying to do a mea culpa for taking out Harvey Weinstein? Not enough people making loot, he's got to make amends? What the hell is this? This is a garbage story. Now, the uh, Stormy Daniels lawyer, Michael Avenatti, Mr. Basta himself, he claims to be representing somebody. it's, It's Michael Avenatti. What do you want me to do with it? So the plan was always delay, 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 or resist, resist, resist. And now Charles Grassley... Chuck Grassley, the uh, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, has to realize he's been played. He has to, by now, realize that he's been played, and the whole reason to delay the Blasey Ford testimony was to be able to get other people to make charges as well and to be able to concoct and build these things. This is playing out incredibly politically, which brings us to a most interesting place of where Republicans are. Now, when I spoke to Chris Steyerwalt of Fox News... He said that there could be conversations about whether or not to replace the nominee, to rescind the nomination and put somebody else up. So first I've heard of anything like that, and I don't believe it to be true. Republicans are going to lose their minds if this party doesn't follow through on Kavanaugh because this is as ugly as it looks. This is an attack Not based on truth. This is an attack based on wanting to destroy President Trump. And the only way you fight back against those attacks is if you punch the other person directly in the nose. No, you can't delay. No, you can't obstruct. No, you can't prevent the nominee. This is happening. You have no grounds to prevent the nominee. And you have no actual case. You have no actual allegation that a serious person can take seriously. Based, not based on what I say, based on the fact that you claim there are four witnesses to a party. One of them is Kavanaugh. He says it didn't happen, and the other three say they weren't even there. We know that in in the case of this Deborah Ramirez in the New Yorker piece, it's all political. Mike uh, Avenatti? By the way, I still can't figure out what the whole bloody hell Stormy Daniels story is. He paid off a hooker? porn star stripper whatever he had sex and paid her off she got 130 grand that must be some great sex i mean that's got to be like incredible Hundred and thirty thousand dollar sex that is that is that is serious sex what's the most you pay Ari? 300 400 tops they pay me that's that's not true at all it's never been true but I don't know what it is that that they want to make claim that the president did that that's so horrible. What's what's the case? What was ever the case? That the man had an affair? Yeah. You don't think he has the character to be president? Don't vote for him. Um, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do about Avenatti. But I don't think Republicans are really considering uh, walking away from this nominee. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of talk about Republicans saying double down or get out. A message to the Republican Party... You confirm Judge Kavanaugh or we will not be there in November. But if you confirm him, every single one of us is showing up because you will have proven you're serious about the job. We'll discuss more of this coming up. I'm Tony Katz. There's only so much that could be done on the Kavanaugh story. But I I, I will say uh, this. The New York Times, you know, I was talking about that New Yorker piece. The New York Times had the story the New Yorker ran. And they thought the story was so completely non-credible, they wouldn't run it. They couldn't corroborate anything in the story. The New York freaking Times was like, yeah, we're not. We, we ain't touching this. We ain't touching this story no how Tony Katz, by the way, great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Uh, that, is a, that is where you you be a part of the program. I, I Listen, I don't want to be all Kavanaugh all the time. I don't want to do that to anybody, but there's a lot here. And there's a bunch I want to share, uh, including... Um, Well, you know, Democrats already believe that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty. And I don't want you to hear it from me. I want you to hear it in their own words.
1: I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story.
0: Brett Kavanaugh denies being at the party to begin with uh, and says his accuser might have mistaken him for someone else. What's your reaction to that?
1: Well, I've heard you know uh, many many predators say um, and, and refute allegations against them. I think what we need, as I
0: said, I believe Professor Ford. I think she's credible, and I think when the investigation is finished and when she testifies and Judge Kavanaugh testifies, I think a majority of senators will find her credible.
1: She told her husband, "This is the trauma she's been dealing with her whole life." She doesn't want to be in a bedroom that doesn't have two doors. And it's going to be about uh, listening to what each party has to say, but I believe her. Do you believe her story? Well, I could tell you it it really does have a ring of truth to it. I am skeptical of polygraphs, but for those who believe them, uh, she has passed a polygraph test. I believe uh, Dr. Ford, as I refer to her, because she makes a very credible uh, case.
0: That's just some of the senators and others. And that last one, uh, that Free Beacon, I think, put together that monologue, um, that that montage. That last one is Senator Mazie Hirono. And Mazie Rona was on with Jake Tapper. And Jake Tapper asked about, you know, the allegation from Blasi Ford. It's it's kind of falling apart. And why do you believe that Kavanaugh is guilty? Doesn't Kavanaugh have the same presumption of innocence as anyone else in America?
1: I put his denial in the context of everything that I know about him in terms of how he approaches his cases.
0: Wait. Wait, what? what, what? You approach his denial based on how he handles his cases? Come again. In English, please. What does that even mean?
1: As I said, his credibility is already very questionable in my mind and in, in the minds of a lot of uh, my fellow Judiciary Committee members, the, the uh, Democrats. So he comes and, you know, when I say that he's very outcome-driven, he has an ideological agenda, uh, very outcome-driven. And I can sit here and talk to you about some of the cases that, that exemplifies his, in, in my view, inability to be fair in the cases that come before him, this is a person that is going to be sitting on our Supreme Court making decisions that will impact a re- woman's reproductive choice. He has a...
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. There is no such thing as a women's woman's reproductive choice unless we're talking about the choice to reproduce. If we're talking about who we get to sleep with and make a baby with, then yes... We have reproductive choice. If we're talking about abortion, that is not reproductive choice because it has nothing to do with reproduction. That is about ending production. If it wasn't about ending production, they wouldn't call it abortion because you wouldn't be aborting anything. It's the same thing having to do with whether or not it's alive. You don't believe that that, it, that uh, it's 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 a baby or a fetus? Well, it, we have to at least agree that it's killing something. If it wasn't killing something, we wouldn't call it abortion, now would we? gosh it's, a, it's just a simple logical progression but what does this have to do with his innocence or guilt he
1: very much is against women's reproductive choice mm-hmm. and i can tell you two very important cases in which he applied the same standard but came to totally different results to to make it much harder for women to get this kind of coverage. So there's, there are uh, you know, so many indications of his own lack of credibility. It and sounds to me like you're saying because
0: you don't trust him on policy, and because you don't believe him when he says, for instance, that he does not have a, an opinion on Roe v. Wade, you don't believe him about this allegation about what happened at this party
1: in 1982. Is that fair? Well, uh, without the, this, is why it is so important that there be at least an investigation so that there's some. Uh, effort at collaboration
0: what in the world are you talking about you decided he's guilty because you don't like the way he handles cases that's insane who said you could be a senator just resign senator hirono i mean isn't it bad enough you called all men rapists you said all men are guilty you told all men to shut up now guilt is based on whether or not you like how they decide a court case you're not qualified to be a senator. You're, it's ridiculous. It's full-on clown show is what it is. Uh, but, the, but the bigger clown show here is this, this unwillingness to recognize exactly the damage we're doing to ourselves. The damage that we are doing to ourselves by saying that if someone has an allegation, they cannot move forward. And how it is, it works in America, that only people on the political right with allegations have to somehow end. I was describing this this earlier, and, I, and I've used this line many times, and some people on Twitter last night were got all ridiculous about it, and some local former news people here in my beloved Indianapolis questioning whether or not I was sober. It's really peculiar. And I've said this many times on the air, so that's why I was so surprised by it. Mike Tyson raped a woman and got a Broadway show. I've said that many times. And it goes to the idea that we allowed a rapist to get back their celebrity. Hollywood is just never so happy as when they're rehabilitating rapists. You know, defending rapists. Or, of course, hiding the fact they know about rapists. Oh, hi, Harvey Weinstein. Hashtag they all knew. Kavanaugh has someone making an allegation, and the allegation is so flimsy that the three people, the four people she claims who were there at the party, none of them say they were actually at the party. And that allegation is going to keep him from being a Supreme Court justice? But Mike Tyson, who raped a woman... He could have a Broadway show and his own cartoon series? Talk to our children? And I, and I put this out on Twitter, and people got ridiculous. Some people understood me immediately. Some people asked some questions, which I always appreciate. Some people got ridiculous. Well, you know Mike Tyson spent time in jail. Yeah, I know he did, because he raped someone. Should Kavanaugh spend time in jail for an allegation? And there are some people who are like, yeah, so let Kavanaugh do time in jail, and then he could be a Supreme Court justice. What in the world? It's an allegation. You have not made a case, yet you want to end his career. And the line that I used in people not understanding this is that if Brett Kavanaugh was walking down the street with his daughters, you would call him a rapist. These people would. And if Mike Tyson was walking down the street, you would take a picture of your daughters with him. That's obscene. And that's what we're doing. We have a society that'll take somebody because if they have the right politics, they get rehabilitated. He's a rapist. He did. He paid his debt to society. That's what someone told me. Tell that to the woman who was raped. Brett Kavanaugh has been. There's been an allegation. He's been accused, and the proof ain't there. And he's can't be a Supreme Court justice. Republicans have to fight. They should confirm Kavanaugh. This is a witch hunt. I'm Tony Katz. Let's talk about the Jews. That is spelled J-O-O-O-O-S. Jews. That's it. Because uh, Kavanaugh protesters have taken over the Russell Rotunda. And uh, the Women's March uh, tweeted out a picture that says, Led by women, powered by women, organized by women, to which I added, and anti-Semites. The Women's March is Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour is an anti-Semite. If you march with her, you march with an anti-Semite. Enjoy that. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is uh, the number. Uh, But it's not just Linda Sarsour that needs our conversation. It's Andrew Gillum, the nominee for governor in Florida. He's He's a special Special kind of uh, guy. Um, he has uh, selected a guy by the name of Chris King to be his running mate. Chris King is 39, and he's a progressive. Um, King has complained in an article that was written by Jonathan to Love. Complained about losing an election where he was running to be president of the Harvard, Harvard Undergraduate Council. And he said, this could have never happened in the South. I was nailed to the cross, and most of the editorial staff that was so hard on me, the vast majority were Jewish. Uh, What, what, what? Yeah. This is his running mate. This is Gillum, the socialist's running mate. Uh, Gillum himself... He's got his own issues. Well, free beak in reporting that Andrew Gillum, going back to September 12th, is this story, has aligned himself with the BDS movement. BDS stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanction. So this is an uh, anti-Semitic organization. Please don't tell me it's anti-Israel. They hate Jews. Uh, And what they do is is they're on college campuses and all sorts of places, and they try and get college campuses to boycott Israeli goods, to divest from investment uh, in Israel, you know, those kinds of things, like um, medical devices that make trillions of dollars and also save lives. Uh, And they want to sanction uh, Israel at every turn, and so they try and work with college campuses and others to get this done these are anti-semites from beginning to end that's all they've ever been and as i've explained numerous times one of the great horrors of of bds and the way people look at it is they say oh this is an attack on jewish kids no 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 no. this is an attack on non-jewish kids Now, don't get me wrong. The objective is to isolate the Jewish kid. The way you do that is by convincing the non-Jewish kid that when you hear Israel, you should think of something ugly. When you hear Israel, you should be upset. When you hear Israel, you should be angry. When you hear Israel, you should be mortified. You should push back. You should say no. You should say, oh, yeah, they're evil. You should have this Pavlovian response that ostracizes the Jewish kids. So really, the people that they're going after are not the Jewish kids or the non-Jewish kids to be able to get to the Jewish kids, which means for the majority of America, your kids on college campuses are the targets for this BDS movement. Now, this should be an ad that's running in Florida 24-7, 365, that in Florida, if they vote for the socialist, they'll vote for the guy who hates Jews. The part that's so amazing is that Jews haven't figured out that socialists hate Jews. History has proven this. Why are we somehow still discussing it? And then, listen, so this, this falls into the great big why are Jews Democrats conversation. Why are Jews liberals? Which is one of the great conversations of, of all time. And it is one that is remarkably difficult to answer. It is one that is remarkably difficult uh, to, to, uh, to get to get your head around. And and I'm going to try. I am going to try uh, to uh, to to explain this. The idea of and and remember, I, there are people who have different theories, and sometimes the theory goes down to the idea of uh, the underdog. Jews historically. Are the underdog, and so they root for the underdog, and therefore they align themselves with the people and the causes that root for the underdog. And you would think that that was uh, the 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 Democrats, but as we all know, the Democrats are for uh, the elite and having control of the rest of society. So that you know they may they may be doing it unwittingly. I, in in coordination with with my brother, the good Doctor Katz, the only uh, theory. Uh yeah, brothers. What I don't t- I don't tell you everything, Ari. You know you don't need to, you don't need to know everything. Why do you why do you why do you think that you're so important? My gosh. Uh, the only th- uh, political theory we've ever worked on together is the theory of Bubby Think. Now Bubby is is the Hebrew the Yiddish uh, for 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 grandmother, right? Uh, and so Bubby Think is to think like grandma. So if you are a a, a Jew of my generation, a a, a a Gen Xer. Very possible your grandmother came over from Europe, like mine did, right? My grandmother, my grandfather didn't know each other. They came uh, to the United States from Poland on separate boats. They met uh, here in 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 the United States uh, in New York while they were going to night school to learn English. I mean, it's just it's one of the great oh oh, oh it's such a good story. It's unbelievable. Um. Right, so your grandmother came over, escaping the horrors that were Europe, escaping the horrors that were the 30s and possibly the 40s, and they came to the United States and they were told, hey, you know, uh, th- this party right here, they're going to make sure that that you've got a union to protect you. They're going to make sure you get your wage. They're going to make sure you get your breaks and make sure you get everything. Right, so you just just sign there, you know, just just join up here, and they said. You I mean, they're not going to kill me, they're going to pay me, and someone's going to make sure they pay me? Where do I sign? And many of them became socialists. Not even with uh, some diabolical scheme behind them, but because they were made uh, this, 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 this promise. And when you came from hell, oh, man, anything sounded good. So however that part happened, that part happened. Now... You're two generations removed. I am a second-generation American. You're two generations uh, removed. You, uh, you, you, grandma, uh, Bubby, is still alive. And you somehow have decided that her politics are your politics. You wouldn't trust her to drive a car. You know she can't work a cell phone. She doesn't understand email. If you told her, hey, I need you to tell me about this latest technology, you know she couldn't do it. There is no part of her, and she's lovely, she's lovely, don't get me wrong, that has advanced like you have advanced into a modern world. Yet somehow when it comes to politics, she is still the beacon by which you adhere. She is, to not quote Mike Pence, your lodestar. That is Bubby think. You have the politics of grandma because grandma had these politics. And you were brought up with this, so therefore you keep this. I make the argument, myself and the good Dr. Katz, make the argument that the theory of why Jews are liberals is because of rote. Because their parents were and their parents before them. In every other aspect of their life, they have taken a look at their life and have made changes based on the new information. On the politics, they have never once looked at the new information. They have made their decision based on what came before them. Because, to quote Fiddler, tradition. That's the theory. That is my theory on why Jews are liberals. Why they would vote for a socialist, Andrew Gillum, who supports BDS? Well, that's because they're daft. They should be running ads 24-7 about this. 24-7 they should be running ads about this in Florida. I just don't know if the Republican Party is smart enough. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. 833. Got Tony is the number. 833-468-8669. New episode of Eat, Drink, Smoke is up at TonyKatz.com. We eat the fine food. We uh, drink the fine bourbon. We smoke the fine cigars. Uh, On this one, it was myself, uh, Fingers Malloy, radio host, April D. Gregory, social media maven. Uh, And... uh, it was the Macallan Rare Cask. It was the Scotch. And I I'd gotten it as a gift. I was telling the story. I got it as a gift from from sponsors of, of the radio show. And, and I appreciate the daylights out of that. Really and truly do. Rodney and Amanda Heard. Heardrealestateteam.com. You need to buy a house. That's who you talk to. Heardrealestateteam.com. What? What? Was it Craven? Was that a good plug? You're welcome. So they got me this gift of this bottle of Scotch. I was like, wow, thank you so much. I I appreciate it. Um, uh, I I I just you know I I'd never seen it before. It's beautiful bottle, beautiful packaging. I'm like, all right, let me let me check this out. Let me let me check out what what this is and and what this is all about because we were gonna you know do it for the show and we're gonna review it. I want to be able to explain it. It's a three hundred dollar bottle of scotch. It's a th- anywhere between two fifty and three hundred fifty. I I I split the difference. It's a three hundred dollar bottle of scotch. It was really good. You know, it was. It was. It was really good. Uh, you know, uh, mix it with Red Bull. <sighs> Did not mix it with Red Bull. Um, uh, really, really good. Uh, and I was just. I was just done. And I was amazed. So we review uh, that. Review the the, the McAllen rare cask. Well, an array of cheeses that we had with it. Had some gorgonzola. Had a blue. Had a Grayere, Had a smoked gouda. Um. Can't remember. Can't remember. There was another one. It was another one it was really it was really 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 good and then the cigar was something called table 36 uh the, the peacemaker is what we had uh there so um it, it was it's a great podcast go check that out tonycats.com the podcasts are always there uh, they are oddly enough not yet on itunes i think the plan was to get a whole bunch under the belt make sure we were happy with everything and then unleash and then people can subscribe uh itunes and and uh I think there's something else. I think Spotify. I don't know if we're up on Spotify or not yet. So I got to look into that. But that that's what's happening. So by the end of I think by the end of this week, if not the end of this week, the end of next week, everything will be set with iTunes and will be done. You can just subscribe there and, and be done with it, make it easy on, on yourself, Spotify as well. That's uh that's the uh that's 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 the plan right there. Uh, I was also discussing how uh um Michael Moore just got crushed at the box office. Uh, His movie, Fahrenheit 11.9, made $3 million in over 1,800 uh, theaters. I'm sorry, 1,719 theaters. When he made Fahrenheit 9.11, it made $23.9 million from 868 locations. That was 2004. 14 years later, nobody's interested in Michael Moore's shtick. I totally get it. I absolutely positively get it and and why should anybody be in favor of it? Nobody needs us anymore in their life. Nobody needs him anymore in their life. so uh, I'm not I'm not surprised. What I'm surprised by is that people still give him platform. They still interview him. That's the what does he have to offer? There are plenty of people up there or out there who hate Donald Trump. What does what in the world does Michael Moore give you that some of these other guys don't? I mean, what 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 credibility, what gravitas does he get because he's willing to be crazier than the rest? I mean, just flat out crazier than the rest of them. Uh, therefore, uh, he's the guy you go with. Uh, that that shouldn't be enough. That shouldn't be enough. Hold on a second. This is... Um, oh, good Lord. I can't I can't get away from the Kavanaugh stuff, guys. I, I can't. This is on um, CNN. Hold on. I want to make sure I hear this right. Hear it with me. Let me see. We have now four individuals who have come forward who were named by uh, Professor Ford who were at that party, mm-hmm. and all four, Kavanaugh, Judge, uh, Smith, and her friend... Uh, 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 Leland, Leland Kaiser have all said they don't remember anything mm-hmm. like this ever happened and Leland Kaiser who says she believes Ford says that she doesn't e- even remember ever being at a party mm-hmm. where Kavanaugh was present.
1: Right, and and that actually corroborates uh, Ford's story which is that she was so horrified by this that she s- s- kind of snuck out or slunk out of this apartment in, in a way that no one would know what happened because she was so utterly
0: mortified that's jennifer granholm that's the former governor of michigan so no one remembers it happens and that verifies that it happened what the hell is that i mean is it, it, there's no depth to the depravity i mean this is depraved right Leland Kaiser, lifelong friend, says uh, she not only was she not at this party, she's never met Kavanaugh, never been in a place where Kavanaugh was with or without Dr. Ford. So it was a much more intense type of statement in terms of uh, pushing away from it. And what does Granholm say? Oh, yeah, it only proves that uh, it happened. That is absolutely insane. By the way, there is a letter out. Oh, there is a letter out uh, that was sent to the Judiciary Committee um, by by Brett Kavanaugh. Um, At the time that I testified, I explained my belief that the fair process is foundational to justice in our democracy. At that time, I sat before the Senate Judiciary Committee for more than 31 hours, answered questions under oath. I then answered more questions at a confidential session. Following week, I responded to more than 1,200 written questions. More than have been submitted to all previous Supreme Court nominees combined. I didn't know that. 1,200 questions. Well, this is what happens when you're trying to screw somebody. Only after that exhaustive process was completed did I learn through the news media about a 36-year-old delegation from high school that had been asserted months earlier and withheld from me throughout the hearing process. Last night... Another false and uncorroborated accusation from 35 years ago was published. I'm, I'm skipping through a little bit of this. Once again, those allegations t- to have been witnessed to the event denied ever happened. There is now a frenzy to come up with something, anything that will block this process and a vote of my confirmation. These are smears, pure and simple, and they debase our public discourse, but they are also a threat to any man or woman who wishes to serve our country. Such grotesque and obvious character assassination, if allowed to succeed, will dissuade competent and good people of all political persuasions from service. As I told the committee, during my hearing, a federal judge must be independent, not swayed by public or political pressure. That is the kind of judge I will always be. I will not be intimidated into withdrawing from this process. The coordinated effort to destroy my good name will not drive me out. The vile threats of violence against my family will not drive me out. The last-minute character assassination will not succeed. I have devoted my career to serving the public and the cause of justice, and particularly to promoting the equality and dignity of women. Women from every phase of my life have come forward to attest to my character. I am grateful to them. I owe it to them and to my family to defend my integrity and my name. I look forward to answering questions from the Senate on Thursday. Oh, my. Oh, who's in for a fight? Good on him. Might as a shorter version of that? Come at me, bitch. Oh yeah! I'll go home and get your fing shine box. Mother fing mut- you you f-ing piece of button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tomorrow yeah. everyone, Come Come take on. care! Come on! Let